Assalamu alaikum everyone. I hope that you guys are doing good. So today's episode is honestly weird and I was like, should I do it? Should I not? And it's a little bit embarrassing for me personally because the things that I'm going to be talking about is a little bit embarrassing. But I wrote some valuable lessons and some valuable things that I think could be beneficial to a lot of people, which is why I decided to make this episode. I noticed a lot of my other episodes are really, really direct to the point. We talk about what is and what isn't. And then I end it and I felt like it would be nice to do like an episode just a little bit more lighter where you can still learn things, but it's a lot more, you know, easier. All right, so I'm going to preface a few things before I start. The first one being I wrote in this, honestly, every time I was sad. If I was sad or I was crying like throughout, you know, 14, 15, 13, and just really so on, I always wrote in this book anytime I was like crying just in my closet because, you know, I was going through it. So a lot of these entries were like when I was really depressed and I was really sad and I was like really trying to change myself. And the reason why I felt like sharing all of this would have been really cool in a way is because you will see gradually how my life changed. Because it started off with me saying what I wanted to do, how I wanted it, you know, what I wanted to change about my life. And you will notice that the mention of God in this journal is very, very little. Then as you continue to go on slowly, you'll see that it says like, oh, you know, have trust in God, have faith in God. Then as you continue to go on, you'll see that there'll be pages just talking about religion and, you know, just kind of like the concept around Islam. So I felt like it's so beautiful because this book kind of reminds me of my, it feels like I'm reliving all my teenage years kind of again. I'm only 18, so I'm not old, but you know, like the process of when I was like 13, 14, 15, then I was like, you know, doing whatever, then I was finding faith. And it's just, it feels like it's documented here perfectly because I wrote in this every single time I was really sad and I was really depressed. I was going through something. So it's just, you know, perfect flow. I don't really have any specific type of format. I used to just write whatever I felt like writing in here. No, you know, specific um, consistencies. So it is what it is. The first page is already hilarious because I can, I can tell I'm attacking myself. The first page, bro, no entry, no hi, no hello, no, this is my diary, this is, I'm here, no, nothing. It says, things I need to work on. So I was like really direct with it. Like I got the journal and I was like, yeah, it's it's time to write in this. And it was, it's a really pretty like pink journal. And I was like, you know what, I, I'm going to write some things I need to work on. And I, I made a list and then I put like checks once I achieved those things. The first one says like becoming happier, becoming forgiving, becoming a lot more active, and I'm explaining this as I go. And then one of them says plant goals. And so basically, I'm explaining this one. When I was like 15 or 14, I had no sense of like healing depth in me. I was just straight up depressed, right? So the concept of growing plants, I don't know what it was for me psychologically, but it always made me feel comforted. I don't know why. I can't tell you why, but I just felt like there was something about seeing a little seed grow into a big plant and watering it every day and like taking care of it every day that just kind of felt beautiful to me. So I was like, oh my God, I want to like grow a whole little garden in my bedroom, like a little, you know, with a couple pots and whatnot, nothing too serious. And that didn't work because I was only able to grow one flower seriously and it was like a sunflower and it grew so long. That I had to plant it outside because I couldn't keep it inside anymore that it grew that long. And it died like two days after going outside. And then for the rest of the plants, I remember at one point I got a strawberry little like plant seed packet thing. That was a scam. Did not even work. Did not even. It gave me like a leaf. A little leaf. There was no strawberry. Growing strawberries period is hard. But I got like daisies. I've gotten roses before. 
so they barely grew and even if I did put them in sunlight they were just not good it did not work out great in my bedroom so I never reached that goal but anyway the next one was like being more productive spending more time with my family and creating more crafts okay listen I feel like every teen has had their prime DIY phase and I had that too where like you know you're making a slime you're like trying to make fake snow I don't know if you guys have ever done that before and I was I remember when I used to live in New York, it used to snow so much. I don't even know why fake snow was something that I did back there. But, like, I used to buy, like, these little kits. I don't even know why I wasted my money on them. Make, like, fake snow. And it used to actually be cold. It was really cool. But that was another little. So, besides the point. I just wanted to, like, start doing more cute, random little things like that again. Start painting. Start making little models and whatnot. Because it was just, you're devoting your time to making cute little things. And you're not too consumed and overthinking about life. And I was always really happy doing those things. So that was one of the goals. And then I made like a month later, I wrote like, when did I reach these goals? Did I reach them? Like I put a little check mark. So becoming happier was a goal that at the time when I checked this off, I didn't reach. Alhamdulillah, now it's better. I said that I did become forgiving. I did get to start spending more time with my family. I did create more crafts, but I, I again, the plants... Those didn't work out and I did not become a lot more active. So these were just some little, little goals that I wrote when I was like 15 that I really wanted to accomplish. And I thought that if I accomplished these things, they would change my life. And you can see nowhere here does it say like, oh, being closer to God, God, dimension, prayer, nothing. So it's nowhere here. My goals are really superficial. I want to be happy. I want to be forgiving. I want to become more active. You know, I want to have like a little plant garden situation. I want to be productive. I want to create things like it was just worldly. And at the bottom of most pages, I always put a quote of the day. And this quote of the day was like, don't allow your comfortness to be your happiness. I mean, that's still something like I stand by today. Like, don't allow your comfortness to be your happiness. Because it's just, it's it's real. And I feel like it's something that I can still apply to my life today. And I feel like if there's really any lesson you can take from my first page, it would be to not allow your comfortness to be your happiness. Because while I was young and I was superficial and I didn't necessarily know about religion... As much as I should have. Like I knew about praying. I knew about God. I knew about the Quran. I did those things. But it was, there was no relationship with God. And you can tell that while I wasn't necessarily aware. I definitely did not allow my comfort in being lazy. Or not being forgiving. Be my happiness. So I was definitely trying to make goals. I didn't necessarily really reach any of them goals. I lied and I put a check mark towards some of them. But now that I look back at it, I didn't reach any of those in that moment. Now, alhamdulillah, it's better now because I'm older. You know, things have changed with the dean, of course. If it wasn't for the dean, things wouldn't have changed. But I could tell that this is this was really superficial. But one thing is for a fact, you have got to set goals for yourself. Not my cringy type, not the type that I wrote, you know, don't make goals by having a plant in your backyard unless you really want to that's your choice you know what i'm saying but like have high goals for yourself even goals that are related to god related to you know yourself related to what you want to your everyday life to look like i always have people ask me what advice would you give a 14 year old or 15 year old would you turn back time would you change something and i just feel like going through this journal really just shows me where i went wrong and what i could have done better and i hope that you know whatever lesson i do take out of this you guys also learn from so the first one really i'd want to say is set goals for yourself even if they're small ones but make sure that you find god somewhere in those goals make sure you have god in your goals because they're very very important they're vital okay the next page this is so cute. I really, like, I still love the way that I drew my handwriting. Like, it was really pretty. I don't know if you guys know what it is, but, like, mild liners. I used to always do so much mild liner highlighting and drawing and whatnot. So, next page, it says, 
because an easy story has never been fun to tell. Okay, what was I on? I was 15. Anyway, I wrote, understand your hardships, let them make you not be you. Do not ever stoop so low to feel the need to compare to someone's level. Refuse the need to compromise because that is putting your goals to rest. The best thing never comes without work. If not today, then tomorrow. Work your fullest, be happiest to your fullest as well. Every nightmare that you thought wouldn't wash over did. Understand your worthiness. Don't just sit there uselessly. Get up and create the best life. The feeling of reaching self-peace is better than anything this world can offer. God is great. He wouldn't create the worst without giving the best. And the quote of the day was, take a deep breath. You're capable of passing all your fears. Don't care a lot for what other people say. Okay. You're going to start to notice a common pattern between all these pages. And you'll see that, the, first of all, there's very little mention of God. And a lot of times what I've noticed throughout my journal entries was I was always trying to convince myself to work hard and I thought that would make me happy and I was always like you're happy you have everything you have everything you're blessed you have everything you know like take a deep breath stop to what people say you have everything you're happy and I wasn't actually ever sitting there and being like hey why am I sad why do I feel this way it was always yeah you're happy you're happy you're happy you're stupid why are you even thinking that you could be sad why are you even thinking that you in any way shape or form is depressed I was in denial bro straight denial like I used to be very open and honest I was like oh yeah I'm depressed I'm depressed like I used to tell people I was depressed and I was depressed but like I couldn't acknowledge it myself like at the end of the night when I said sit there I was like what's wrong with me why am I like this you know why do I feel this way whatever whatever and the first thing that come to my brain was like bro like you're depressed and then my heart instantly said be like how can I be depressed I pray how can I be depressed and that is such a that's so stupid that is the most stupidest judgment really ever if just because first of all if you have no relationship with God it's not gonna work but even if you do have an amazing relationship with God you are praying you are you know, bring the ground, you're doing everything spiritually, it's still normal to feel sad. It's still normal. You know, our prophets, peace upon all them, felt that. So it's normal. It's nothing out of the blue. It's nothing made up. It's nothing that was made by culture. It's normal to feel sad, even if you have faith. Mind you, at this point, I didn't really have that much faith. I was just praying. I was just reading the Quran, but there was like no concept of God to me. I was just kind of like, yeah, there's God. Yeah, God hears everything, but it would always feel like God was far. And I feel like as I grew older and I realized that God's actually closer to you than your own vein, that puts it into perspective that God's not far. I went far. God was always there. Another thing that you guys will see a lot in these journal entries is that I'm constantly telling myself to not listen to what people have to say about me. And this is also because I was in such a bad phase of my life, you know, hanging out with the wrong people. People were always saying something. And that's just life. Even now, people are always going to say something. You can do nothing and people will find something to say. So obviously now that I'm older, I just don't care at all. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You're talking about me. You're doing it for you. You know, it's okay. Enjoy that. But n when I was young, it was like everything. Like, why are they talking about me? I'm doing everything. And I want to bring up the topic real quick of here of being a people pleaser. And hopefully, inshallah, I'll make an episode about this where sometimes you're not materialistic you are the type of person that finds happiness in human connection and in relationships and this is a very very important topic you may not be materialistic for worldly things you may not want to have a big house you may not want to have lots of cars but some people they do find pure happiness and pure fulfillment within people, within having good connections and good relationships with people and while this is a good thing it's also a very, very bad thing if you depend your entire lifetime upon it. If you put your entire dedication and your worthy and your being and your existence purpose on this, it is a very, very bad thing. Because people leave. That's just how it is. People leave. 
You don't have to do anything and people will still leave. You can do something and some people might not leave. But people are going to leave. That's just how it is. People are seasonal. And when you put your feelings and your emotions and your I'm only going to be living my life to make other people happy, you're never going to be happy because other people, even if they have the most fullest amount of you, they're not going to be happy. And sometimes what happens is when people are not happy with how you are, as you are, you tend to give more of yourself to someone that's already not appreciating the little amount of you that you have already given them. So now you're sitting here stuck saying, I gave this person my everything. Why did they act like this? Well, no one told you to give them everything because they weren't appreciating the little in the beginning. So Sometimes we're not materialistic. We may not want things on this earth. We may not want to be rich. We may not be wanting all those dunya things. But you also sometimes seek the pleasure of being a people person, of you know having relationships with people and fulfilling those relationships, fulfilling expectations and having your expectations fulfilled. There is nothing wrong with being a good Muslim, reaching out to people, reaching out to the community, talking to people, making friends, being kind, being patient, you know, being there for people. Nothing wrong with helping people. But you need to realize that you're doing this for God. You reach out, you talk, you help, you know, you're doing all this for, of course, to be a good Muslim, to demonstrate that you are a good Muslim, to reach out to people, to help people, of course. But at the end of the night, you need to know that no matter what happens, no matter what relationship I am in, no matter who's loving me, who's hating me, no matter who's my friend today, you know, whatever my stand is with other people, you need to know that at the end of the day, your full contentment will come with God. So do not place your fullest feelings and the feeling of you feeling full, I guess you could say with people because then you will forever find yourself heartbroken and disappointed so while we're on the topic of people pleasing and finding contentment in people and in relationships i want to read you this little excerpt from a book that i started reading last night and it was amazing and i was like i have to share this with you guys so it's a little bit lengthy but nothing too long and inshallah you guys take something good from this why do people have to leave each other when i was 17 years old i had a dream I dreamt that I was sitting inside a masjid and a little girl walked up to ask me a question. She asked me, why do people have to leave each other? The question was a personal one, but it seemed clear to me why the question was chosen for me. I was one to get attached. Ever since I was a child, the temperament was clear. While other children in preschool could easily recover once their parents left, I could not. My tears once set in motion did not stop easily. As I grew up, I learned to become attached to everything around me. From the time I was in first grade, I needed a best friend. As I got older, any fallout with a friend shattered me. I couldn't let go of anything. People, places, events, photographs, moments, even outcomes became object of strong attachment. If things didn't work out the way I wanted or imagined they should, I was devastated. And disappointment for me wasn't an ordinary emotion. It was catastrophic. Once let down, I never fully recovered. I could never forget, and the break never mended. Like a glass vase that you place on the edge of a table, once broken, the pieces never quite fit again. However, the problem wasn't with the vase, or even that the vases kept breaking. The problem was that I kept putting them on the edge of the table. Through my attachments, I was dependent on my relationships to fulfill my needs. I allowed those relationships to define my happiness or my sadness, my fulfillment or my emptiness, my security and even my self-worth. And so, like the vase placed where it would inevitably fall, through these dependencies, I set myself up for disappointment, I set myself up to be broken, and that's exactly where I, what I found. One disappointment, one break after another. Yet the people who broke me were not to blame any more than gravity can be blamed for breaking the vase. We can't blame the law of physics when a twig snaps because we leaned on it for support. The twig was never created to carry us. Our weight was only meant to be carried by God. We're told in the Quran, whoever rejects evil and believes in God hath grasped the most trustworthy handhold that never breaks, and God hears and knows all things. There is a cru crucial lesson in this verse, that there is only one handhold that never breaks. 
There's only one place where we can learn dependencies. There's only one relationship that should define our self-worth and only one source from which we could seek our ultimate happiness, fulfillment, and security. That place is God. However, this world is all about seeking those things everywhere else. Some of us seek it in our career, some seek it in wealth, some in status, some like me seek it in our relationships. In her book, Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert describes her own quest for happiness. She describes moving in and out of relationships and even traveling the globe in search of fulfillment. She seeks that fulfillment unsuccessfully in her relationships, in meditation, even in food. And that's exactly where I spent much of my own life, seeking a way to fill my inner void. So I was no wonder that the little girl in my dream asked me this question. It was a question about loss, about disappointment. It was a question about being left down, a question about seeking something and coming back empty-handed. It was about what happens when you try to dig in concrete with your bare hands. Not only do you come back with nothing, you break your fingers in the process. I learned this not by reading it, not by hearing it from a wise sage. I learned it by trying again and again. So that's the excerpt. And I just felt like everything about this was just so fitting with what I'm saying right now. People pleasing. You're not going to find anything there. Now you will find good deeds there. You do good things. You do it for the sake of Allah. You will also be fulfilled knowing that Allah is the one that provides. Allah is the one that does good. Do good. Throw it in the sea. Even if you forget, God won't forget. I always stand by that. It's not easy to do good things. And sometimes we even have the tendency to bring it up. That oh, remember I did this for you. It's not easy. We all do it. And that's why we should all try to work on, you know, controlling that. But don't ever regret doing good. Just be careful and realize that doing good and, you know, helping people and being there for people and relying on people doesn't necessarily mean that you should put your all in your content feeling in them. I do want to preface that the book that I was just reading was called Reclaim Your Heart. It's a really good one. Everyone knows about this book and I know about it as well, but it took me a hot minute to start. Anyway, the next entry says mindfulness, bad situations always end. Do not stress something God already has. Stay happy even if everything seems so hard. Like again, I'm on the same wave, same type of wording situation. It does pass. Keep up high. Keep through all this. Mm-hmm. saying a whole lot of nothing okay there's a big future ahead of you forget the past there's times when you think it won't pass but it does so well there is nothing holding you back from blessings except you and then i drew a picture like of a heart with a bandaid and i wrote holding on does more damage than letting go i still stand by that today sometimes you hold on to things when you know they're not good for you sometimes you allow yourself to get broken like a vase like i just read and there's no one to blame for it except you and even if you pick up that vase and you put it back together it's not always going to stick 100 but Remember that sometimes you need the freedom of feeling free to know the damage that was actually done. So the next one says trying your hardest can be so hard sometimes. I know today you feel awkwardly heavy, but that's okay. Embrace it. You won't be at this place again next year. Stay close in your God. He will protect you through all your fears. A lot of people just don't understand and that's okay. You can't force them to. But you can teach yourself to become happy and better. You aren't dumb for feeling what you are. What? feeling what you feel. <laughs> Just let it slide by. Nothing good is ever lost. You're far more blessed than anyone. Okay, this is again what I'm saying. When I wrote this, I kept telling myself like, oh, you have everything. Like, you shouldn't be sad. Like, again, it was like I was low-key manipulating myself. I wasn't sitting there and asking, hey, why are you sad? Why do you feel this way? I was, it was always, you're happy. You have everything. You should be happy. It was never like, this is why I'm sad. And I'm trying my best. This is what I feel like God can do for me. No, it was always like, oh, you're happy. You should be happy. It was manipulation. No straight manipulation. Okay, and then I wrote, you have all you can ask for. You won't ever be 15 again. Make a change. 16-year-old you wants to be happy. Thrive, grow, and live our best life. Bye. I feel like I'm reading a Disney diary. Can we end this episode here? Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> 
I was one of those people that always needed a new year, a birthday, a new month or something to change. And now that I'm older, absolutely not. If you want to change your life, you don't even need the next day. You could change it right now, this hour, this second. You could change it. You could decide, okay, I'm done being sad. I want to be happier. I want to change my life. You take the steps towards it. You may not feel the emotion 100%, but you're going to start taking the steps towards it. Fake it till you make it. And... I've noticed in this diary, you'll see it a lot. I kept telling myself, I'm like, I'm 15. You know, all I've done was I was depressed. I was sad. And I'm turned 16. I don't want to be depressed and sad anymore. So I decided that when I turn 16, the day I turn 16, everything's going to change. I'm going to become happier. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start like, I'm going to be productive. Like, it's all going to change the day I turn 16. And what a lot of people don't realize is that just because it's a new year, a new month, a new age, whatever, those changes, those cycles, those change over time, over months, over days. You have to break habits. Sometimes you have to unlearn habits that are very, very toxic for you. You have to learn healthy habits. This is a cycle. This does not depend on one day you wake up and you're a brand new person. And you'll see later on in the book, I'm 16 and I'm saying that I'm depressed and I wish that, you know, 17 would be different. So you can see that it's a pattern. Age and, you know, new time frame is not the issue. You do not need a new time frame to change yourself. You need a will to change yourself. And I didn't have the will to change myself. And then I continue to say, you need to become the happiest you. Once your sanity in check, everything else will follow. Yo, I was literally losing my mind. I was not good then. Focus on you right now. You have goals. Reach them. You know, a few more days when you become happier. Be happy. You're ruining your own chance. And honestly, whenever I read all of these entries again, the big question that always comes to my mind really is, how exactly do you become happy? Because whenever you tell yourself you should be happy or you tell other people you should be happy, where does happiness come from? And I feel like that is one thing that I never really questioned when I was younger. But the one thing that I always did say was, where can I get happiness? So I wasn't necessarily on the same link, same track, but I wasn't looking as deep as I should have. And now that I'm older, I think I can tell you confidently that happiness can't just come from this world. It can't. There's just no way. Because here's the thing. Whenever you become really successful on this earth, which there's nothing wrong with becoming successful, but when you get so devoted to the dunya, the items, and, you know, the things that you have, let's say you get a new car, a new item, the love of that item takes your heart. You're in love with it. You're you're prideful of it. You're happy of it. You're confident that oh, I earned this, I got this, this is mine, you know, out of all the people in the world, I also got this, or I'm better than this person. So your confidence starts to take a boost when you get something you like. And what happens is when you get something you like, and it's an item, what that does is slowly it causes fear into your heart. Because now it happens, what if I lose this item? If I lose this item, I'll tank back down. If I lose this item, I'll be like everyone else. If I don't go to the school, I'll be like everyone else. So fear has now entered your heart. And that's exactly what happens when you fall so severely in love with things from this earth. Fear will come into your heart and one way or another. There's nothing wrong with loving people, nothing wrong with loving family, whatnot. There's nothing wrong with that. But ultimately, you need to remember that if you are in love with someone, you do have good relations. This is a mercy from God. Because you do not have to be a good relationship with anybody. You could be the kindest person on earth and people will literally walk all over you. That's why you have to keep God in cautious and God in mind that if I am in love or I am receiving love from someone, it is because God has placed mercy in this relationship. He has placed his baraka, which is why this is happening today. So don't let anything consume you and consume your love and your availability to the point that it causes fear in you. And quite frankly, if it's anything on this earth, that's exactly what's going to happen. So when the discussion comes back to where do you find happiness? 
I feel like it comes with God. And this is not an answer people want to hear. People always want a different answer. But there's not a different answer. I'm not going to lie to you and give you a fake answer. I can confidently say that I know people right now that have confidently told, hey, you're not going to be happy anywhere else. You know, getting into relationships, doing these things, you're not going to be happy doing it. You have to seek the path of God. And they dead told me in my face, yeah, I know I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, I know this person will hurt me. Yeah, I know that things will go this way. But at this point, I just don't care. So the thing is, turning back to God for a lot of people is a very, very scary thing. Because it seems hard. I've been gone for so long. Why will God forgive me? More or actually... The more harder you feel like it is to drop something that you're so deeply consumed and in love with, the more easier it actually is. And let me tell you why. Something is really, really toxic and you're like, I can't let it go. If I let it go, what will happen? Well, honestly, it just seems like the more that you're staying, it's just getting worse. You're so scared of the damage that will happen to you when you let go of something you love that's bad for you, not realizing that you're literally going through that same damage while being with that person. When you get rid of something, get rid of someone, a situation, when you know it's bad for you, you cut it off once, done, you're free from it. It's not going to hurt you again. There might be aftermath, but that thing can no longer take brand new control in your life. You may be sad about the past. You may be sad about things that happened. There may be a little bit of aftermath, but after that, it's done. However, if you allow yourself to stay in that situation, stay with those people, it's going to continue. So not only are you going to be sad about what happened before, you're going to also be sad about what is going to happen because you will live in a state of fear because you can't trust these people. Not only now are you betrayed by before, you're also ready to be betrayed again. And you know, ultimately, you're not setting yourself up for happiness. It's just something you're not ready to do because you feel like getting rid of these people is so hard. Getting rid of bad people is never hard. As hard as it is in that moment, yes, in that moment, I'm not denying that in that moment it's like oh my god I can't do this you know I have so much lined up you have things lined up with this person the situation this whatnot expectations goals that's normal that's human nature but you you have to remember the feeling of me being full the feeling of me being happy can't come from this so confidently happiness comes from god because when you continue to think I'll be with this person I'll be happy I'll be in the school I'll be happy those things will make you happy for a very short amount of time and then fear will enter your heart what will happen when i don't have this and the one thing that i can tell you that you'll always have is god a lot of people think that they don't god left me god left me hanging god did me god did nothing to you nothing a lot of people in this world went through the exact same trial that someone else did and the results came out different you know why because every single thing that you go through simultaneously is a blessing and it could be a hardship. If you are gifted something and you act accordingly to it, you are nice, you are humble about it, you thank God, you praise God, you will see that the outcome of this person will be that, inshallah, they'll receive even more. They'll be blessed with even more. Now, when some people get nice things, they get over their head and they don't know how to act. Then you'll see in long term, they end up losing that thing, maybe in this dunya and the ahira, Or they'll go, grow so arrogant to their head that they won't know how to, how to calm down about it. Which will ultimately leave them to that punishment. Then they'll start to feel unsatisfied. Likewise, you'll see some people again being tested with the exact same hardship with two different results. You will see people that probably failed school, that went through hard times, that have, you know, dysfunctional parents, and they will come out of that. And while it is traumatic and it's not easy, they'll come out of that with a blessing. Because in a manner, they knew that, okay, this is a test from God. I keep patience, whatever happens. I keep sober, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
I'm going to end up on the bright side. Because they knew that while this hardship was hard, they knew that it was a blessing because it brought them closer to God. Now, likewise, someone else can go through the exact same things and come out on the opposite end of the spectrum because at the end of the day, this is where your free will comes in. You have a choice on what spectrum you want to get out of. God there plays a role, yes, but at the end of the day, when God puts the two choices in front of you, you decide, where do you want to go? And too many people, since they're in this mess, and yes, we've been through it. It's not easy. A lot of us have been through bad times. We tend to self-pity ourselves more longer than we should. There's nothing wrong with feeling bad for yourself. And there's a very big difference between self-pity and self-care. A lot of people think that sympathizing and being really, really sad and, you know, being depressed over what happened, accepting that is self-care. Look, there's nothing wrong with accepting what happened. But there is something wrong with allowing it to stay longer than it should. I posted this thing on my Instagram and it got so many people, like, swiping up. And I didn't even think it would, but... I want something along the lines of you pain will visit you you have to allow it pain will hurt you you have to allow it but you will not allow pain to stay longer than it should and everyone was swiping up going crazy about it and i was like huh i didn't even i didn't even think it was a big deal but it's 100 percent true and people agreed that it's, it's true but it, it's difficult to take in pain will visit you you have to allow pain to visit you pain will hurt you you will to extent have to allow the pain to hurt you because it's inevitable we're human and the more you try to control that pain doesn't hurt me pain doesn't hurt me i have to make sure it doesn't hurt me the more it will hurt you so it's going to hurt but you can't let it stay longer than it should so that's that anyway so the next page is like really dramatic but it's cute i like it this was when I was discovering like Mufti Mink and I was, I loved Mufti Mink. I still love Mufti Mink's work, like the tweets and everything that he puts out, you know, the audios, like amazing. Mufti Mink is really good. So I discovered Mufti Mink and that was like one of the big turning stones for me, especially when it comes to my relationship with God, because it was like hearing things that you relate to. You know what I'm saying? It was easy to understand. It talked about like how a teenager feels. It was just relevant. I loved it. So anyway, there is a bunch of like quotes and like Quran verses that I wrote on the next page. And you'll see one of the reasons why I wrote this was because anytime I was sad, I used to open this up and read it because I started finding comfort in this. And I feel like this was one of the big turning points in my life, which I didn't know it was, but it was because now I'm sad. And instead, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, I want to do this, I want to do this, here's what I'm going to do. I'm straight up saying, like, here's some quotes and verses to think about. Here's something to put your brain to. And if you read them, each and every single one of them, one way or another kind of reflect God or talk about God or talk about being patient and staying positive. So it wasn't, don't force yourself to be happy. It wasn't that anymore. It was like, I know it's hard, but just read these Quranayas, read these tweets, whatnot. And um, one thing in particular that really changed my journey and I feel like this was honestly a mercy from God, the way that this happened. The way that I really got interested in finding comfort through like Islamic tweets, readings, quotes and whatnot, that was never a thing. I always used to just be like, you know, reading random tweets on Twitter that may correlate with my emotions, but they never really had anything about Islam in them. I used to read the same thing for Instagram, like it never really had Islam in it. Anytime I was in a really bad mood, I've cried it out, I didn't know what to do, I've prayed. But like, again, I didn't have a relationship with God. So anytime I, you know, went the nine yards and I was just pissed off, I used to get on my phone. And I used to just go on Instagram and I used to read like those different tweets and whatnot that are like you know the way that you feel is valid just you know random little tweets nothing significant to the heart when your heart's really really broken you know and i had this app on my phone that shows you prayer timings and i had that just for the prayer timings i never clicked it any other reason um but i clicked that app 
out of boredom because it always sends a notification at the top like here's some Quran ayah for today for you to read and I clicked it one day and it was a beautiful verse from the Quran I'm like I never heard of this verse before you know a lot of times there's certain verses that we hear a lot of and then there's some surahs and some verses that we just don't hear about enough and I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was but it was beautiful and I was like that's so nice let me let me check out more so then I went like to this tab I think where they were showing like all the daily verses that they posted I started going through them and I was like this is so fun like after reading the first one my heart felt at rest I was like hold on I'm upset but my comfort and security is starting to come from this like I started to feel content just by reading the quran like reading different eyes in an english translation in my bed and so i went on the app and they had this section called like inspiration and it was like a bunch of different wallpaper quotes and whatnot and so i loved it i started to read the quotes and read the wallpapers and just oh my god the way that it fixed my heart in like two seconds i used to go to bed crying bawling my eyes out and when i used to read those i was fine and i was like okay this is great like this is my comfort app and then i shut off my phone to go to bed the next morning my heart would wake up lighter it wouldn't be perfect because again i didn't have the relationship with god but just hearing about the verses the things like that it just really sat right with me so that is where i started to find a lot of my healing and if you guys have followed me from the beginning of the era which honestly i don't think a lot of people have it's really only in my close friends and maybe like a couple people. My Instagram account was actually a wallpaper account. And I mean, it still is to an extent, but it's not as many wallpapers as it used to be. And it's inspired from the app where they used to create wallpapers and write quotes, Islamic quotes on them. So I made wallpapers. You can still find them in my story highlights. Like I used to make wallpapers. I used to post them on my story highlights. So then people could like screenshot it and set them up as their phone lock screen because that is what always helped me like whenever i opened up my phone i saw like a pretty background an islamic quote i was like better you know what i'm saying so i started making wallpapers and if people ever asked me like oh do something like this i used to do it for them i used to post it and it was just my way of comfort anytime i was sad bro like i used to be sitting there finding like pretty pictures that reflected how i felt pretty quotes quran eyes whatever and i used to put them on there so Anyway, getting back to the journal, this page says some quotes and verses to remember. The first one says, and he found you lost and guided you, be patient over what befalls you, so remember me now, remember you, some Quran ayahs, seek help through patience and prayer. And then this is like um, a Mufti Mink one. When you realize nothing in life is permanent and in this life, you'll become more tolerant, more forgiving, less judgmental. If the world was free of problems, paradise would be pointless. And then of course, you know, Replace fear with faith, worry with worship, panic with peace. Always remember that the Almighty is in total control. Worry is a conversation you have with yourself about things you can't change. Prayer is a conversation you have with God about things he can change. So it was just, you know, cute little quotes and I had them spread out on the page. So slowly what started to happen that I noticed was instead of saying, I'm not happy, I'm not happy, be happy, be happy, be happy. I, I just stopped focusing on it. And what I started to do was a lot of people, I bet you guys know this psychologically, gratefulness gratitude it is life-changing if you have firm faith in god and you have gratitude bro especially when you're muslim like i'm sorry but we got it the best bro it changes your world everything good inshallah comes your way if you keep strong tawakkal and you keep lots and lots of gratitude so at this point i didn't necessarily have the strong tawakkal aspect i had faith but not like the strong strong type but I started to do a lot more gratitude so the next thing is like things i'm grateful for and it's like a weekly entry from like august 24 till you know 
September-ish. And I highly recommend you guys to do weekly entries of what you're grateful for. I try to be consistent with doing them. But you guys have got to try that. It changes your world. Every week on Sunday, sit down, write down everything you're grateful. Fill up two pages, max two pages or more, but at least two pages minimum. And I wrote down about everything because every little thing in your life is a blessing. One of the things that I wrote was God. I wrote that I was so happy that I hit um, number 40 when I was memorizing all those 99 names. I was so happy that, you know, I overcame a really big anxiety attack. I was happy that my heart felt better. I was happy that, you know, I got to spend time with my family. I was happy that I got ice pops. Like it's about little, little, little things and you have to write those down. Now that I look back at it, I can't even remember what ice pops they were, but I was happy then and I wrote it then and I'm happy that I was happy about that. And then one of the things I wrote was a strong feeling of contentment. I even wrote my night lights. I got like these brand new fairy lights at that time, I think. And I was like, cold water. Like, think about it. It sounds basic, but these are things people in the world don't have and we have them. So we should be grateful for it. So from here on out, really, after I started to seek the knowledge of what God can do for you and how you can find comfort and happiness in these things, even in your worst moments, that's when the entries of God started coming in. The next one says, being tested can be a little scary, but remember, God tests those close to him. Verily, with hardship is ease. When you strengthen your faith and become thankful for what you go through, you will feel pure bliss. Always talk to God about everything. It's the cure. Overthinking and overstressing is from shaitan. Whatever you face is clear. Do not overthink or question it. God has already written for you, has already written everything for you. So spend every day being happy. You are what you think. Becoming successful isn't too hard. Pray and keep a positive mindset. You are smart. You are successful. You know, whatnot. Like I was just telling myself, I got this, whatever. And at that time, it was one of those things that, you know, when you're really forcing it, but in this aspect, it just felt a lot more better because I also had God in the vision. Next page was like things I asked God for that came true. Highly recommend you guys to also do this as well. And if you're on my Discord, I started this activity in February. I don't know how many of y'all did it with me, how many of my girls did it with me, but I did it. And if you did it, it's better be a really exciting week for us. So the activity essentially is that every month you're going to write a letter, literally a letter to God. You're going to word it in the best way possible. You're going to write it in the kindest way possible. You're going to be generous, sweet. You're going to be confident in yourself and confident in the ability of God to answer. You're going to write a letter to God and you're going to ask God for everything that you want. You're going to ask him, this is what I want for my next month. This is a class I want to pass. This is a test I want. I really hope to get a raise. Whatever it is, write it down. Make it pretty. Fold up that paper and throw it away somewhere. Put it in your, you know, drawer, book bag. Don't look at it. When the next month comes, open up that paper. And you will notice at least 80% of those duas will, inshallah, be answered. If you kept firm faith, firm, you know, belief in God. And if it's good for you, of course, God or whatnot, inshallah, will come your way. But you'll notice that at least... 80 to 70% of it will be answered. And the way that you can really check your mindset is if you notice that you're still upset that maybe the 20 or 30% didn't get answered and you're not grateful about the 70, 80%, maybe that's a problem right there. And that's something that we all do. We're so caught up on the two, three duas that never got answered in our life. We're not looking at the ones that did get answered. So this activity really puts into perspective that this is all the things I asked for God and he answered the majority of all of them. So... In the journal, I wrote things I asked God for that came true. And one of them was like letting go, you know, happiness, easy days, good health, whatnot. And now that I am currently, we're in the last week of February when I'm recording this. So in March, I will open up my letter and let's see what comes true. That'd be really interesting because if you want me to be honest, I kind of forgot myself everything I wrote. Anyway, okay, the next page, happy life. So with how short life is, you, you never really know what to expect. And I feel like humans in general forget that. 
Allah cares a lot about those who take time to remember him. So it is important we stay close to God because at the end of the day, none of this worldly things run by us. They, they are run by God. We should be thankful for what we are given, but ten times more thankful for what God hasn't given us to protect us. Nowhere has God ever said to worry or stress, just to trust God in the plan. Because God knows what's best for us. As ordinary humans, we have zero clue what's meant for us or is good for us. If something hasn't stayed in your life, it's purely because it wasn't good for you. All it takes is a conversation and trust in Allah to change everything. To live a happy, peaceful, but close, close life to God. If you were to die, you would want to die knowing you did your best. So as long as you stay close to God, nothing can pull you away. I feel like my entries got better at this age. And I don't disagree with what I've written here. And I wrote some quotes like, you know, indeed, Allah doesn't burden us all more than it can bear. Be patient. Surely Allah is those, or with those that are patient. And I feel like I stand by this today again. This world is only as much of you that you want to give it, really. You give yourself as much of the world as you want to give yourself. Now, at one point or another, the world is intoxicating. It is. You know the problem that a lot of us have, and I saw this in a video, and then after that, I completely changed my mindset. You may not be doing drugs. You may not dress inappropriately. You may not dress immodestly. You may not be the one that's on the street, you know, doing inappropriate things. You may not have bad friends. You may not be the first one to drink. You may not be doing anything haram. But you may be so caught up in this dunya in the sense of fashion, in the sense of wanting different things, in the sense of wanting educational success, but nothing wrong with that. But you know, you need to know how much you take in. And the world is very, very intoxicating. And it's one of those drinks that people keep taking from when they're thirsty because they think that the more and more that they give themselves of this earth, the better and the easier that'll get, the more successful that they will become. However, the more you give yourself to something, to someone that does not appreciate you, that does not show you any loyalty, the more you will get yourself stabbed and not from the back from the front because you chose to do this to yourself so you'll get front stabbed how's that for a check so you'll get front stabbed and that's what this world does it's very beautiful it's very pretty but it's not for everything i feel like the really strange part about this world is as much as we complain about it and say oh you know the dunya sucks dunya is this dunya that simultaneously everything on this earth that causes you comfort also causes you pain and now by that i mean a lot of times when we're really really sad we tell one another don't worry it won't last longer than this it's going to end after this this won't go on this is the end and while the tears don't last neither does the laughter and while the laughter doesn't last neither does the tears while the sadness doesn't last neither does the happiness so it's bittersweet and i feel like the reason why god made this world bittersweet and in a manner not completely bad and not completely good because perfection is only in one place, which is in the hereafter. Jahannam is 100% bad. Hell is 100% bad. And heaven is 100% good. There is no gray area in this. In the earth, in this dunya, there's a lot of gray area. Because again, like I said, simultaneously, good and bad. Go through a hardship, good and bad. Maybe, you know, whatever happens to you in life, again, Good and bad. You may be sad, you may be heartbroken. Whenever we're heartbroken, we're like, it's not going to last, don't worry, it'll go over. When you have a full heart, that's also going to leave. So it's bittersweet. It's not going to stay forever. And while it's bitter when you're, when you're happy and it's sweet when you're sad because you know that the sweetness of knowing that you will recover when you're sad and the bitterness of knowing that your happiness will be taken at the end of the day, reunite on one path, telling us that this world will never be 100% of anything. It will never be 100% good. It will never be 100% bad. Because 100% complete comes in hereafter. Hell is 100% bad. Heaven is 100% good. That's that.
okay fun the next thing says things i want to do before i die and it's a bucket list and i didn't even finish this i don't know why i didn't finish this first one go to turkey stand by that make a well that is something i encourage all of you guys to do if you guys have the money i highly recommend start saving up and you know plant a well in another country somewhere really just anywhere there's no water that's not easy bro subhanallah the reward worth it do that get closer to god have a house i wrote this when i was like 16 okay i didn't have a house it's future okay a job good job yeah be settled i wanted to make a masjid that is such a big big life goal of mine well that's that's gonna be inshallah soon not now though because your girl's unemployed anyway be happy um sponsor masjid that was also one um go to new zealand get laser surge why what was that about okay next go to pakistan still stand by that spend more time with my mom and stop fearing anything i like that one the next page says earth I think when you're super involved in this world and all that goes on, you never think that there's an end to it. After you let go of the things that are stressing you and are starting to realize how much God could care less for this world, that's what makes you actually start to fear dying and not going into heaven. God has given the disbelievers here things too. What truly matters is what is to come after earth. Imagine the first night in your grave. At that moment, everything you cared so much for won't matter. No school things, money, job, nothing. When realizing how short life is, we get scared and sad. But I think we should be happy. You should live your life on earth peacefully, happily, stress-free, and getting as close as you can to God. Try to let go of bad habits slowly and you will gain so much peace. Nothing in this world lasts forever except what you do religiously. Just what I talked about. Okay, this one, this entry is really hilarious. So y'all remember that test I told you about like a little while ago in this episode when I told you like it's going to have a bunch of entries, a bunch of little mentions on like gratefulness and whatnot. Here's the first one. So this is me. I don't I think I wrote this on my first try of taking the test. I feel like this might be out of order. I don't know. This the title says why I am 100% sure that I'll pass on my first try. I was really convinced that I'd pass this test. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't convinced inside and I had a lot of fear and fear is such a big topic that really took a toll in my life. Y'all, I'm making a whole episode on fear inshallah inshallah inshallah. inshallah. But anyway, I wrote, sometimes I get anxiety and think I won't do good enough on my first try. But then I remember that I do better on paper than computer. And this is so funny because all the practicing I was doing was like on the computer. And then like writing on paper. And it was just chaotic. And so the actual test was like flat on paper. And I was like, oh yeah, I do better on paper anyway. No problem. And I was like, I studied hard. You know, I'll have good sleep on the day before. You know, I got good grades on things like this related to it i'll be fine and then i wrote god knows how hard i work for this god will help me i have trust in god to help me through all hardships even if i'm lost i prayed the hajjad i have faith god loves me god knows my struggle i will do great and i wrote song tober one and it's so funny because i didn't pass on the first try but i learned to like be okay and there was a lot of goodness behind it 100 percent Okay, but anyway, it gets funny because the next entry is December 14. I think it takes like a couple weeks in between to grade the test. And it's quite hilarious because I didn't pass the test. And it says, in regards to my last entry, well, things didn't go as planned. I didn't get the grade I needed. And anytime I thought of this happening, I felt like I wouldn't be able to ever come, overcome it. But in less than 24 hours, I feel okay. I guess it's all about color. Things happen if they're meant. If they don't, it's for the better. Today was also a big day. It's time to let go of hurtful things and move on. I know healing is a process. It takes time, but we can't keep reopening and hurting ourselves over what passed. God knows better than we do and ever will. You've come very far. Be proud of yourself. You know, you worked as hard as you can. Accept what is and open a new chapter of your life. It was a sad phase at the end. And then I wrote Allah's the best of planners. I was really sad. But the next page, I wrote 10 things I want to accomplish in 2021. 
And so I just kept making goals and like trying to focus and be grateful besides that. And then I was studying again. I was really sad about it. Some of the things that I wrote was I want to become a lot more calm. I want to, you know, revive my heart, work out often. I want to start teaching Islam, which I'm kind of doing now, alhamdulillah. Um, I want to have a clean diet. I want to expand my Islamic knowledge. 100% happened in 2021. I said I want to, you know, find him from a source. Oh, I'm, I'm unemployed to an extent. Um, okay. That, that's a separate topic for another day, okay? I said I wanted to buy myself some earrings. What was that about? I went through this phase where I wanted to, like, get earrings. But then, like, now that, like, I'm older, I just... When you're hijabi, like, who sees them? No one sees them. But that's the point. I said that I want to start painting more. Uh, I want to grow patience. I want to heal. I want to grow a TikTok account. Y'all, this happened in 2021. This happened in 2021. The reason why my podcast is here is because of TikTok. <laughs> so, 100%. I said I wanted to memorize at least six surahs. Did I do that? Can't think off the top of my head. Okay, next entry. December questions for 2021. How is being 17? Well, I'm 18 now, so I think I, I, I'm answering this late. But being 17 was crazy in the beginning, and then it got better near the end. Just really in general. It was, it was good, alhamdulillah. And then I was like, did your TikTok count, girl? Yes. Uh, did you get your license? Yes, alhamdulillah. Um, I was wearing the hijab. Great. And then I was like, are you closer to God? 100%. Um, do you still drink a gallon of water? Mm-hmm. Nearly a gallon and a half. Let me tell you about that one. Drinking a gallon of water a day changes your life, y'all. Do that. I wrote, are you still going to Pakistan? No. I never went. <laughs> did the pandemic end? No. Uh, did you end up going to school? Yes. We went back to in person. So just some questions that, you know, little hero was wanting to know. The next page says goodbye, 2020. Bye. I look like I'm logging out. Okay, look. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I'm laughing. But it says goodbye 2020. Today, 2020 is finally coming to end. This year was painful but well needed. In between a pandemic and all of the things, you started finding yourself. You said when you're 16, you will achieve, you know, I wrote some personal goals and I wrote getting closer to God, you know, getting into whatever programs you want. And that's exactly what happened. Here are a few reminders for you to take away. You can plan, but Allah is the best of planners. Two, if it doesn't make Allah happy, it won't make you happy. Three, Allah has seen and heard things you haven't. Four, Allah forgives you for things you can't forgive yourself. Five, this world is nothing but a test. Six, you're too, you're never too sinful for Allah. Seven, qadr and tawakkum. That's it. Eight, the hajjul is cure. Nine, school doesn't determine you. Ten, your past doesn't define you. Eleven, you have a future planned out by Allah. If you think about the past, you'll miss it. 11. Believe you can do it and you can. 12. Don't take life too seriously. 13. Do what you love. 14. Allah is closer to you than your own vein. 15. Talk to Allah at night. 16. Sad? Question mark? Pray. 17. Never decrease in worship. 18. Don't steal your own happiness. 19. Modesty is key. 20. Don't fall for what's going around and so much more. Bear sabr over what falls over you. Allah is with you. One thought can change everything. I love you and I forgive you. Listen. Homegirl needed forgiveness. I did. I needed that. Then I wrote an entry when I turned 16 and I wrote, it was a crazy, you know, crazy year so far, but painful, but you accomplished great things. It's weird because typically we don't ever see ourselves growing old, but I guess that time comes on everyone. Always be grateful for what life throws at you. That's how you grow resilient. Always worry for your iman more than anything honest, than anything else, to be honest. If you have a good bond with God, all is well. Stay happy. Things happen. It's no biggie. This world is temporary. Love yourself. It was just a cute little message. I actually have the next couple pages just filled with like, um, notes that I took on different surahs like surah Baqarah, surah An-Nisa and yeah I guess that would be a little bit out of the context of this but it's cute and I think I post I talked about it on my discord before I just took away like reminders that you could take away from those surahs and 
one of the pages says virtues of the quran learned so far and this is beautiful so i guess i'll share it one the best of you is he who learns the quran and teaches it that's our prophet peace be upon him two learning two verses of the quran is better than two or three camels three every letter equals a reward four if you're fluent in reciting that double the reward five verily he, he who has nothing of the quran in his heart is like a house which has been destroyed six Quran will come forth as an intercessor for its readers. Seven, those who implement it will be brought forth with Surah Baqarah and Imran, I believe. Eight, fasting in the Quran will intercede for you. Nine, barely Allah raises nations by this book and puts down others by it. That was a Quran. I think that was a that was some quote from someplace. Ten, don't read, don't read it fast and not implement it. Eleven. Yeah, I think that's about it. I hope that this is all accurate. I remember I did get this. You know, on the internet. And then the next one says reminders when things don't go your way. Number one, God loves to hear from you. Two, God is not customer service. So when you say something, don't always expect it to happen. God's going to do it in the right way. Three, you ask God for something because you want it, not because it's a guarantee given. Four, don't test God's power through your duas. 100% big. I should make an episode on that. Five, don't let your wants become your world. Six, everything happens for the better. Seven, God doesn't want to see you in hardship. Eight, keep trust. This is a test. Nine, world is temporary. Ten, count your blessings. Eleven, patience. God loves patient ones 12 turn to religion every time so you can see like the discussions change now it's all about god so this next entry honestly it's a sad one i was really mad i was crying hysterically i was crying so much that like the pages are wet it's obviously dried up now you know it's been a new year but i was crying so much and i was so upset and it was you know again about this test and it's not just that i wasn't passing it was also that you know your parents if you have you know really just they see parents, period. Like, they'll pressure you about school, but at this point, my even my parents, like, they, my family, they stopped pressuring me. They stopped talking to me about this because they knew how hard I was working. Like, they genuinely, like, they saw the worst and they knew that, okay, she's trying whatever she can. But I, at one point, got so fed up that I started comparing myself. And, you know, a lot of parents, they have the tendency to compare you to other kids, and we've all seen it. And over time, like, my parents, alhamdulillah, have stopped, you know. They weren't too vicious on in the first place. I feel like because we have been very vocal about not doing that. But it came to the point where I started comparing myself, and I was so angry, and I was upset. My mom was like, you know, you're letting it get to your head. It was never meant to be that big of a deal in the first place. You let it consume your own life. Like, it was just, you know, she was trying to tell me to chill out. And now that I look back at it, of course she was 100% right because I let it get to my own head which made it worse and a lot more harder for me but I was just so upset and angry so the entry went like this anyway so here's it go I've been studying two years for this test quite often I wonder when it will end summers and school years of doubt fear and long days and studying have gone by why isn't God answering me I've spent so long memorizing surahs fixing prayers reading tahajjah doing everything that you should be to get your duas answered so where is my answer I'm not doubting a response I know it will come but when I've changed and left everything I'm not trying to be ungrateful as Allah has always answered me but I just want to know why. I've kept patience for so long. Having suburb does not mean to be robotic. I know it's okay to cry. And I know that, you know, my family and everyone else is just worried for me. But I am enough to worry for myself. At this point, I want to share my annoyance. But at this point, it's practically a meme. I know God knows. <laughs> it really was. I know God knows better. But why is this journey so hard? How can I do so many things just like this, but I can't pass this test? What is everyone else doing that I don't know? And I don't want to go to some normal college and do some normal job. I want to study religion, every kind, memorize the Quran, and teach it. I once read in a book, The main purpose of a Muslim's life is to spread Islam. So why discourage someone from doing what they truly want? I believe wealth follows when you do what you love. Sometimes I think about praying this tahara, but I'm too scared. I just want this journey to close. I believe God rewards everyone in the end. It's a matter of patience, people. 
been through worse, but for me, waking up every morning knowing that this burden is still on me is tiring. That's it. I didn't write anything else after that. <sighs> and I mean, I, I get it. And, you know, I still feel that today. I know that personally, for me, people always ask me, like, where are you studying? What are you going to do? I don't like to really disclose that. I'm not too open about that. But when it comes in regards to my passion, well, first of all, I always want to open up a cafe. I love to cook. I really want to open up, like, a really cute mixed cuisine cafe. But sis can i refer back to the fact that i'm unemployed i mean even then like opening up a cafe is filthy expensive and i'm i don't like loans i don't want to get into that. i'm too young to open up a cafe right now besides the point the other goal that i really really wish to be in life is like be an alima and like teach islam and make that my job but it's so scary because everyone tells you you're not going to make money doing it or you know it's going to be hard or you need to have connections like to work at these different places and I was I'm I was always and I still am a firm believer that if it's written for you won't miss you and that the wealth will come and my mom's always you know not just my mom but everyone they're really concerned and they're like oh you know just get a solid education and then pursue that whatnot or pursue it on the side because this is a lifelong journey and I mean I respect it it is got it is you know them looking out for me so inshallah you know that's one of the reasons why I started my podcast the next entry is again a grateful list things that i was grateful for the next entry was on the 27th and i wrote this week was crazy i felt very upset and wrote a very rough journal entry but i like to remind myself that allah knows better than i as much as his denial and lost hope i fall into i like to remind myself my thoughts will come true maybe they're delayed for a good i can't see but god sees i read this thing how even a leaf fall how not even a leaf falls without god's permission makes me think wow some leaf in some part of the world probably fell but i know god sees me he has seen my hard work, stress, and tears. He has also seen me trying to better myself for the sake of the hereafter. This test drama has helped me improve my prayers, read more Islamic books, you know, dress different, do better. And if all of this isn't proof of hate, I don't know what is. Alhamdulillah, I'm happy with who I'm becoming. God will answer my prayers. All I need is faith. I've done all I could this time. I believe Allah will grant me success because he never disappoints a believer that seeks him. Inshallah, tawakkul is key. The next entry is a 4th of July entry. And... Like I mentioned, 4th of July was a really bad time for me the year before. So this was a year later. And it's been a year since the last 4th of July. And I believe with Allah's help, all things are possible. It's just about believing slowly. It's a long journey, but I'm glad to say I'm happy with, with who I'm becoming. May these lessons serve as a reward of truth. That is always possible with tawakkul in Allah. And then I just wrote another grateful list. So then I had an August recap. Her. okay let's read august was great i started school i'm currently taking my pre-calculus class well that was bad i hated the class i have my first test today i also took that same test that i've been writing entries about for my culture admission for the third time and i'm pretty sure i did good this time around i wear a hijab and i love it um it's the best feeling i said that how i work as a ta i don't get paid by the way it's just um i'm currently an econ we are building a country oh yeah we had like a little project where we we're building a country and i wrote about it i wrote i get a little stressed but god has been so kind to me i'm working on being more patient recently i'm still trying to memorize the quran i submitted an application to a college yesterday inshallah college will be great i'm so happy and content those are always answered oh this is so interesting i started a podcast too let's see where it goes akiki <laughs> i literally wrote <gasps> quit playing with me i started my podcast in august subhanallah what month is it february <gasps> this came so long and oh my god y'all in such a short amount of time there's so oh my god i'm heartwarmed alhamdulillah bro 
it got somewhere. I literally wrote, I started a podcast too. Let's see where it goes. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't even take it seriously. I was just messing around. Wow. See y'all. Start journaling. It's so interesting. Look back on. And then, wow. I'm, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. Okay. So the next entry is one I did pass the test for the third time. But it's really bittersweet because I passed with just enough of what I needed to get into the college. It wasn't stellar. It wasn't great. It was like borderline base. So I, I could get in, but it was, will I get in? Like, I'd have to make lots of dua and whatnot. So it was bittersweet. And I wrote, I took it today in August. I took it on August 28th and got my results today. I was very convinced I did great this time. And I had lots of tawakkal. And I did lots of studying. But I got a blank. I'm not going to say my grade. And then I wrote, but I think it'll be okay for the college. I cried a lot this morning. I was scared to disappoint my mom. But I feel like I owe myself no guilt. I tried really hard. I did all that I could. I studied for three years and became so depressed. Today is a day to celebrate my freedom from what it caused me. I'm very grateful, just mixed emotions. I got into another college yesterday. Let's hope everything works out well. I changed so much just for my daughter to get accepted. I'm not disappointed because I know God only does what's good. Alhamdulillah, it feels unreal. You can't win everything, but the wakil gets you places. And then at the bottom, I put like a picture of the ticket. Oh my God, that's my ticket. That's, oh God, ew, fold that back up, trauma, trauma of when I passed. And I still stand by that statement. You can't win everything, but the work will get you places. And I think that's the key. Like there's certain things in life you're just not going to win at. You're not going to be stellar at. You're not going to exceed at. You can't win everything in life, but the work will get you places. And now that I am, again, agreed. Even if I'm older now, I agree. Because... You just can't win everything. You can't. And people that tell you, oh, you could win everything, you could have everything you want, they're lying. You can't win everything. There are certain things that you'll be really good at them, and when it's time to actually apply it, you'll suck. That's just life. You can't win at everything, and the more that you try to win at everything, the more you'll lose. Don't try to be a perfectionist. Again, it's never, nothing is 100%. And then I wrote an update on September 24th. I wrote, today was a little hard. I got my period in less than a week and a half. Okay, why did I write about that? Okay, let me tell y'all. My period problems, whole of the century. I got two midterms next week and the math one has me burnt out. There's a lot riding on it and inshallah God will help me do good in it. I wailed. <laughs> Anytime I cry, I try to make it lighthearted and I write I wailed. But I really did. I wailed a lot today out of anxiety and worry. But I know I shouldn't worry about what I can't control. I think one of my big problems is that I don't, I'm not proud of myself for small successes. I tend to undermine them, which makes me feel like no matter how much I do, it isn't enough. This is something I need to fix. I wrote an update on January 23 that I passed that test. This was for my one of my math class semesters, and it was so hard. Ugh, I don't even want to talk about it, bro. Everyone in my school and my dogs and the teacher, like, they knew, like, I was always working for that class. So much homework, and the homework was so case-sensitive. It was, like, on a website, math website, and if you entered in even, like, a digit wrong, wrong, and you had only three tries, and to redo the whole process, it was so bad. And the test for that class, oh, mm, 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 mm. shut this, shut this, turn the page, because, baby, I can't take that one. That's not something I want to talk about. And then I read. I did another currently grateful for list, which again, you guys should be doing those. I I wrote that I'm grateful that I got you know um, good people around me. I was grateful that I got my. Oh, I was grateful that I had a tooth application on Monday. What was that about? Tooth appointment on Monday. Application appointment. I had to get my root canal fixed. That's another story. I have so many stories about how some organizations, some orthodontist places, and some um 
eye places messed me up should i do a story time i might do a story time i wrote that i'm grateful that fall is here i wrote that i'm grateful for fridays i'm grateful for you know my spotify account at this time it was really nothing big and then october 6th i wrote today was weird found out some not so great news kind of really hurt double stab but my friend came over after school and we had fun on this journey of being more religious it's really easy to feel overwhelmed and lonely especially going to high school i believe god shows you what you need to at the right time i did a stahara in saudi aftermath today nobody's fault it's easy for good people to get hurt a lot but it's important to remember to focus on all the healing and happiness life has brought sometimes it's better to stay far away inshallah this will lead to a new self-growth i graduate soon inshallah and inshallah i'll go to a college that i want to go to some new things i want to work out is exercising every day and finding a new islamic interest i vow that i'll do everything to become a better person i was really sad this day i found out some aftermath of someone that backstabbed me and like what went down i'm not gonna backbiter gossip but i was really hurt and i was like it's okay you know i've healed for two years and now i found out this news out of nowhere that this person's doing this and i was just like dang that hurt then october 8 i wrote about how i you know finally everything that i wanted in regards to the college came true but that's a little personal so i'm not going to share that one flip page Ooh, here's upcoming goals that i tried to reach these are really cute you guys should set these I said, I want to finish memorizing the surah that I was memorizing. I want to take time out to do more self-care without my phone. Start praying the hajjad once a week. Get all my college stuff done. Throw a party for finishing my math class. Start praying to Epsuraka twice a week. Do something special every week to reward myself. Start working out. Go to Jummah. Continue Arabic studies. Question why I feel that I feel. Try to go out with my friends more. Focus on me and my worth and more. Journal once a week my grateful list or what I'm proud of. Expand my podcast and TikTok. Stop checking on those that don't concern me. Grab a new hobby. Stop searching for it and working on me. Taking a day off every week from homework. Oh, I should have stayed consistent with that one. I said that I want to find a new sunnah every month and apply it. This is so cool. I'm going to get into these goals a bit more. Basically, what I tried to do was find a different sunnah that we don't hear about often. I heard that there is one of the things you should say when you're going up the stairs and down the stairs. And I've been trying to apply that, but honestly, it slips out of my brain every time. And that's the thing about applying sunnah and loving the prophet, peace be upon him. You have to find those things and apply them in your daily life. So I'm trying my best to work on that. I said I want to start believing in God and me. I want to, you know, do monthly detoxes, social detox, social media detoxes, fast every month, be happy, stuff like that. With a lot of these goals, alhamdulillah, I did reach some of them. Some of them I didn't even do. I should really do the one that says take a day off every week from homework because I could use that one. Um... I feel like, especially the one where I said that start praying to Exodaka a week, bro. If you want to change your life, pray with any prayer, any time, any day, whatever. Two Exodakas of just gratefulness to thank God. Do it, bro. Change your world. Do it once a week. You could do it even more. Just, just to say thank you. Say thank you, bro. It changes your world. You'll get so much more in return. So... The next page is another what I'm grateful for. Can y'all tell that I was trying my best? Ooh, here's what I'm proud of in the last 24 hours on December 4. I said that, oh, I said I went to the store. Hey, it's the little things. Uh, so I finished my assignment. I said someone made a TikTok about my podcast. Oh my God, guys, let me tell you about this. Anytime you guys make TikToks about my podcast or you're like, podcast that helped me, podcast that saved me. And like you guys put my picture, my little screenshot of my podcast there. Or anytime you guys like make a TikTok with my podcast, yo, I save those things, bro. I always, I always leave comments. If I haven't seen yours, tag me. If you post those, tag me, bro. I 
dead love watching those. I almost nearly cry every time. If you see them, please send them to me. I love watching them. They make my day. I have an album where I save them on my phone. And anytime anyone makes a TikTok or anything like that, even posts about it on their Instagram story, I'm bro I get so emotional I see like I even wrote in my journal I wrote someone made a TikTok about my podcast I cleaned my closet fixed my relationship with God and this was when I was like proving your value decreases it I was really upset about a few things and how some people mistreated me and I was like a will send a sign at the right time after you praise the hotter your job is done if you want something bad don't chase the world that only makes you go far your worth is from God it cannot fluctuate because of his creation your worth is more than someone's attention and you cannot change you can change your mood in seconds if you wished I said we need to be happy with as you are live completely let's bless you whatever and I feel like the problem oh sorry I feel like the problem with a lot that was going on at this time was I had a lot of people mistreat me and because of that I was feeling like I wasn't worth anything it's not true you're worth everything the next page is really interesting it's turning fears into faith and I think this should be an episode two turning fears into faith and I wrote down my fears just a few of them not nothing too deep and what I could have done to turn into faith the first one was I don't know enough Islamic knowledge I turned that into even if I make the intention I'll be rewarded if I try my best it'll be accepted no one knows everything we just have to try my next fear was what if I fail I wrote but what if you succeed what if I do great you have you have a you have to paint the positive thought for it to occur. I wrote, but what if, like, the comparison, the concept of comparison, I was scared of it. I was like, we are all on a journey towards God. What's written for you won't miss you. Chill. Listen. <laughs> those, those are not all my fears, but I wrote some of those. I did a 2021 recap. I wrote that I was happy that I finished my tests. You know, I got into where I needed to get to. I was grateful that my mindset changed. I was grateful that I will graduate. I was grateful that I started setting boundaries. I was grateful that I got to go to... Um, meet amazing people things like that and i wrote my expectations for 2022 let's see what they were because we're in 22 right now i said i want to become a hafiza inshallah 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 make dua please i said i want to read more i said i want to expand my discord podcast alhamdulillah that's going through i said get an income source <laughs> we're working on it okay we're working on it i said i want to graduate i said i want to become a pro in the quran i said i wanted to start learning sira that's that's still something on the list I said I want to work out more, working on that. Travel, I want to understand hadiths more. I got a book for that, wow. I said I want to become more grateful, educate and grow. Uh, pray Jummah. I never get to go to Jummah because the mosque is so far. It's so sad. I said I want to become a student of knowledge. I said I, I, said, I want to pray with focus. I want to explore. I want to give more advice. Oh, I'm doing that. I'm doing that on Instagram. I help out people. And then, alhamdulillah. I said I want to start cooking new things. Um, I said I want, I want to learn Arabic, reflect more. I am cooking new things. So that's great. Next one is when I turned 18. So this is super recent. I recently turned 18. Lots of things changed. I've become a lot more grateful for all that I have. I got... Oh, I'm not going to read that part. I just said about some of the few things I got. I wrote, it's still January and I can confirm that life works in weird ways. Things and situations will come back to unimaginable ways. I never saw it all coming, but it did. There's still things I wonder about and wish closure for, but I know my Lord wants me to worry about what truly matters, my relationship with him. I found the key to, pe to peace, being with God. Often I question how responsible I will be about, about things that I can't control. At the end of the day, God is the turn of hearts. There's only so much one can do. I think the biggest lesson I've learned is that you can watch from the outside and realize God's commandments are never wrong. I've seen people chase everything and not be happy. At one point, it isn't about people validation, but validation from above. That is from God. It's easy to wish things to be different, but God wants better for you. I think it's best sometimes to realize that although your heart wants something, your, ra your rationale knows and wants something better. It's easy to take risks, but sometimes you have to be safe for your heart and you. It deserves that. I was going to take a really big risk and I never went through and I'm glad I didn't because 
that would have thrown me down the ditch if only Allah knows but yeah and then I wrote some on January 24 and January 26 I wrote I burned all the bridges that regard to my past you cannot convince all those who don't want to will at one point you have to let life, let life do it and this I made an episode on this like a while ago which was like accusations and aidless help and I was going through a lot of that and I was going through a lot of accusations and bad times and whatnot so I was it was in the journal the next one was, at one point I was doubtful, but I think actions are closure. God deals with every backbiter and every person who conceals the truth. At the end of the day, God knows all and sees all. For every backbiter is a reward for you. Do not let this dunya and the disbelievers share, shake your internal peace. Majority of these souls are not guided and are incontent inside. Let them talk. It has nothing to do with you. You have to love yourself regardless of what people have to say about you. Love yourself. It's the best role you can play. I remember that when this entry happened, like I saw something and I was really mad. Like I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Like I was about to blow. I was like, you know what? Journal it. Journal it. Journal it. And I wrote it down. And then I wrote journal prompt. What are things that you are holding on to that you need to forgive yourself about? My answer was my past. We all make bad choices. It's something that we should forgive ourselves for. And I went through what I wanted and all those hardships to become who I am today. If it wasn't for all that, I'd not be a good Muslim today. Some situations want me to go back to as things were, but I can't let that happen. I worked really hard to be here and I don't want to, and I don't want anyone to walk all over me. I did what I did. It's done. The chapter's closed. I need to forgive me. And I was more caring than deserved. God protects you. The next one was, what do you think you deserve? I wrote proper fairness and care. I'm very caring. I know I deserve that back. If you can love and care the wrong, imagine how you can love and care the good. I wrote, I want to let go and let God. God deals with backbiters, the inconsiderate, the aggressive, the rude, the unjust, the heartbreaker, the evil. God sees you. You just you just forgive. I wrote, I want to love myself more. Also involve, I said, loving yourself also involves making good decisions. If it comes back, if it ever comes back and wasn't your standard, don't say yes. That I stand by that. If something comes back in your life and it isn't according to how you want it to be, what you want it to be, or isn't something that, you know, makes you content, don't go back to it. So, still stand by that today. This is really about it. The next thing is this recent February grateful list that I wrote a while ago, which was just, I was, you know, school, whatever, healthy habits. So, that is my teenage diary. It's not a lot, but... The entries are still going, the journal's still going, and I felt like it was really interesting because it's a collection of everything that I've seen and been through in my life. While everything is not exact and everything is not 100% laid out, and I didn't go into depth about a lot of these situations, I feel like those that know how to read the room will know exactly what I'm talking about in some of this. I feel like throughout all of this, the one thing that I really feel like I saw a lot was in the beginning it was a force, be happy, be happy. And then near the end, I feel like it became a lot more of God sees it, God will handle it, God will do it. And I still stand by all of that today. Because if you don't know where happiness comes from, or you don't know what makes you happy, you're never going to be happy. And when you realize that God is the one that makes you happy, you'll notice that throughout your teen years, when you really put that in your brain, things get better. You learn to find comfort and security in God. And I feel like that's really all you need sometimes in life. You need to know that God is the one that will fix you, that will help you, that will be there for you more than anyone else ever will. I hope that this episode was benef beneficial to someone. Um, Jazakallah. Assalamualaikum.